The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, an emergency podcast, because the second time in his career, Josh McDaniels was fired in his second season, in the middle of the second season, with an AFC West team, and this time, it wasn't on a random Tuesday, Ryan Wilson. I think that's when it happened. Uh, you and I were maybe working for CBS? Maybe still working for Fan House when Josh McDaniels was fired by the Broncos way back in the day. But this actually happened on a Wednesday morning because it was at 1 a.m. when most of the world was sleeping. Will Brinson here with Ryan Wilson and John Breach breaking down the Josh McDaniels firing. Um, look, I'll be I'll be honest, uh, pretty shocked here because we had been talking about Josh McDaniels as someone who, relative to what you what the expectations were and performance wise and personnel move wise I could make the case that could probably be fired i was under the impression that mark davis is going to be really patient with this one because of how you know think how poorly things ended with john gruden but ryan wilson josh McDaniels is out in las vegas i was asleep uh turns out breach was not asleep in fact breach was staring at his wall his phone went off it in his defense it was no, at noon it was midnight Did you write the story? central time hold on it was midnight central time breach laying there his phone goes off and he says huh i wonder if someone's going to write this i would have turned over and gone to sleep 8 minutes later <laughs> breach is typing in his bed his wife's probably like breach what are you doing she calls him breach uh, he he wrote the story cuz that's what breach does i was not shocked and back in 2010 so 2009 Josh McDaniels gets hired to go to denver Six and zero, finish eight and eight that season. The next year they go three and nine. He's out after week thirteen. Doesn't he make the week thirteen this year? Uh, they are three and five. They look like an zero and eight team, and it doesn't make sense. And even Mark Davis can figure this out. And I, I understand what you're saying, Brinson, and that I, maybe he would be patient because of all the tumult uh, in recent Raiders history. But terrible football is terrible football, and when it's on display for the entire world to see uh, on these nationally televised games, I think at some point you have to turn the page. You see Devontae Adams' frustration on the field, frustration afterwards in the conversations with the media. It is just not working. Move on from Derek Carr. You move on from Darren Waller, and this team is immeasurably worse. And Breach, he's the offensive mastermind, and this is some Mickey Mouse, Joe Judge stuff we, we were seeing in Las Vegas. Well, this is the thing is that so when this all happened, I wasn't necessarily shocked that Josh McDaniels got fired just because, as Brinson said, I feel like he's been on the hot seat all season. He's made some very precarious decisions. 
Uh, the offenses looked absolutely horrible, but I was stunned at the timing of this. I mean, you are dumping your general manager and your head coach eight hours after NFL trade, trade deadline. Who was answering the phone calls in Las Vegas on Tuesday afternoon? Because apparently Davis had this plan out that he was getting rid of these guys. So uh, that's why we didn't see Josh Jacobs traded or Devontae Adams traded because Mark Davis was running the show there uh, getting ready to dump these guys. Um, and Halloween night. I mean, this is just seems like a typical cra crazy Raiders move. As Brenton said, 1 a.m. Eastern, but actually 10 p.m. Pacific time. So deep into Halloween, uh, Mark Davis decides to fire everyone. So uh, I, I don't I, you can't fault him for this. I mean, this is a team that had not has not scored 20 points in a single game this season. The first team since 2009 to play the first eight games of their season without scoring 20 points. And if the offense is struggling, that is 100% on Josh McDaniels. So, yeah, this was uh, – the news wasn't stunning, but the timing of the news to me was stunning. That's that's where I fall on this. Uh, DM, GM Dave Ziegler also fired. They came together as a package deal uh, from the Patriots two off-seasons ago. And uh, Michael, Mick Lombardi, excuse me, um, the offensive coordinator, was relieved of his duties as well. Uh, Antonio Pierce will be the – Interim. The, uh, that's literally in the last 20 minutes, too. The Mick Lombardi thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sort of like if you're going to fire, you're fire McDaniels, you got to fire Lombardi's kid, right? He's not Vince. He's not even related to Vince Lombardi. It's like Mike Lombardi's kid. Like, do you think that might be why they fired him? He found out he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not related to Vince Lombardi? Um, obviously, kidding there. Uh, look, I mean, I think that you can. Also, I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm not saying they should have kept him. I'm just saying that um, there will. There are plenty of uh, coaches who have started slow in years past who were given a chance. Like Dan Campbell had a four and nineteen record with the Lions. Um, yeah, you know. I mean that's literally comparing apples to oranges. Joshua Daniels had a track record. He went back and reinvented himself. And look, if you want a comparison, here's the comparison. Uh, and it's not even that is it's almost apples to apple cider. Uh, Mike McCarthy and Joshua Daniels. Mike McCarthy got run out of town in Green Bay. He was successful in Green Bay, by the way. Went and refound himself. Then he struggled in uh in Dallas. I, 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 I don't think Hold that's on. a comparison. Hold on. He won, he won a Super Hold Bowl on. his first five years. Hold on. Hold on. He's a coach who was run out on a rail because the quarterback didn't want him. And so he left in disgrace, quotation marks. He was successful, but he took a year to find himself. He struggled in Dallas early on, not terribly to the point that we see Josh McDaniels doing it, but to the point where people are wondering, okay, is Jerry Jones going to replace him with whatever the flavor of the month is? And it turns out he's, he's found himself. He's sort of on the path that he wants to be on. That team is really good. Comparing that to Dan Campbell, who was a first-year coach, I think that's the, the, the difference I'm making. Uh, Josh McDaniels was terrible except for the first six games at Denver. And then the wheels fell off, and then he spent quite a time back in, you know, he said Rams for a minute, and then he went over to New England and reunited with Belichick and then sort of. I mean, I, mean, I, think, it's a I think it's a terrible comparison. I mean, Mike McCarthy won 13 games in his second year. Okay, well, I don't think the Dan Campbell's comparison is a good one either. That's why I was trying to offer something of a coach who had previously been somewhere and then left. Okay, uh, so you guys don't quarrel. Josh McDaniels is the first coach in NFL history to be fired twice in the middle of a season, there is no comparison. He is yeah. literally blazing his own path of futility and, here. And I believe the first, I believe the first coach to be fired in the middle of before the end of his second season by two different teams. Yeah, yes. but, I mean, like it's like there's yeah, that's there is. Exactly it's, what did you say? What's up? That's Keep what Bruce just said. No, he said the first coach to be fired in the middle of a season twice. 
the first coach also to be fired before the end of his second season twice. Like that's, that's never happened before. That's two different things. You see that, right? Yes. Are you sure he's the first coach to be fired in the middle of the season twice? A non-interim, just a regular head coach. Okay. Uh, Kyle Shannon, this is from Bill Barnwell's column on this. Uh, John Gruden, 11 and 21 in his second stint with the Raiders, didn't get fired. Kyle Shanahan, 10 and 22 across his first two seasons with the 49ers, didn't get fired. Dan Campbell, 419 and one, didn't get fired. I think, and I understand it's Josh McDaniel's second stint. I just think it's a, I mean, it, it, it takes, it takes, I think, I think it's more about the mistakes that he made in terms of, like, I mean, you know, the Raiders thinking that they might be good and they trade a bunch of first round picks to go get Devontae Adams. Um, you signed Chandler Jones. That was a flaming disaster. And I, I sort of wonder if like Mark Davis's um, success with the Las Vegas Aces, who won back-to-back WNBA titles, and they just sort of, you know, you're com- uh, maybe that's apples and oranges, but you're comparing um, a WNBA front office that you think is being run successfully and a coaching staff that's doing a good job to what you can see as a bleep show over in, in with your football team. And, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has been terrible this year. He's been banged up. Derek Carr had been great for New Orleans or anything, but um, it, it was an unnecessary, like, like it wasn't the parallel sort of may, potential pseudo upgrade that I think Josh McDaniels thought he was going to get. Um, and you get embarrassed by the Lions on national TV on Monday night. Doesn't help matters. Um, I, I don't know that this makes the Raiders meaningfully better for the rest of the year. I mean, you, you can do what you want. You own the team, but um, you know, I, I don't, I think, I think firing a coach, I, I think, I think, I think everybody's way too quick to fire coaches. And I think that you, especially you two on this podcast, every Sunday night when like there's a coach who's struggling, it's like, so I just don't see you just fire him, just start over, fire him, just start over. Like Ryan, like you're the biggest criminal at all when it comes to like, you're like, let's just fire this guy and start over. And like, I understand if it's not working, if the coach is the right guy, you should move on. But it's like, it, I mean, halfway through your second season, you don't even know if you're, you don't even know if you're a good coach or not really. Breach, I'm going to read you some numbers from true media. And you tell me if this is a coach that you want around. Uh, yards per game, uh, 31st. Yards per play, 27th. And you're an offensive-minded, quote-unquote, genius, by the way. Rushing <laughs> yards per game, 32nd. There are only 32 teams in the league, by the way. Uh, interceptions per attempt. Uh, you're first in terms of the number of interceptions you're throwing per attempt. Hey, woohoo! you ranked first in something. First downs <laughs> per game, you're 24th. Third down conversion percentage, you're 30th. Red zone efficiency, you're 25th. So... I understand being patient with coaches, and I know Bre- uh, Brent, you're being facetious in terms of fire everybody. Um, but at some point, you got to be like, "Look, man, this is one to fire Kyle Shanahan." I mean, this ain't working, and we got to figure out a, a plan that doesn't involve you being a part of it. So, if there's an argument to be made for keeping Josh McDaniels, I would love to hear it because I haven't heard it yet. Look, if you're the Raiders, and I I lean to the side that I don't think that midseason firings are a great idea uh, because I'm not sure that they accomplish anything. Although with the Raiders, maybe Davis was like, huh, you know, the John Gruden thing happened. Rich Rich Passaccia took us to the playoffs. So maybe I can uh, harness some of that magic again. But when you look at kind of this season as a whole, you read how bad the numbers were. Uh, Let's not forget that when the Raiders were playing against the Chargers back in week four, that 
Mark Davis literally had fans yelling in his face to fire Josh McDaniels. This is week four. And 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 Mark Davis went full Pete Prisco and he was like, learn the game, learn the game, smarten up. We're not, it's hashtag smarten up. Raiders fans started using that on Twitter uh, facetiously because of Mark <laughs> Davis saying, smarten up, I'm not firing my coach. And the thing is, after that happened, the Raiders went off and ran two straight. They beat the Packers and Patriots. They moved to three and three, and it really felt like McDaniels had gotten himself off the hot seat. And I think he dug himself another hole when they lost to the Bears, who had a rookie quarterback out of a Division II college who was making his first career start. And I think that is the kind – and they lost 30-12. to 12. It wasn't close. And I think those are the losses <laughs> that kind of pile up. When, when Mark Davis is sitting in his office saying, saying to himself, man, we lost to a Division II quarterback making his first career start. We lost to Jeff Saturday, who literally was coaching high school football the week before. Uh, we lost to the Rams, who started Baker Mayfield last December when he had just been signed to the team five <laughs> days before the traded. game. Or he was traded. Was he released and then signed? Yeah, that's right. It, it, he'd only been on the roster for five days. Yeah. And and so you're just thinking, how do we keep losing these these are embarrassing losses? And so I, I think he just felt that, hey, we got to do something. It's weird that you do it on a short week after a Monday game. Uh, and then there's also the argument to say, hey, look, you have two winnable games coming up against the Giants and Jets, both in Las Vegas. And if you win those, you're five and five. So maybe you give McDaniels that shot, but you have to, you know, like th he had a six year contract. So you have to, Davis was clearly just way past irate to pull the trigger uh, at this point. So the, um, the Raiders have been to the playoffs twice since they lost the Super Bowl to John Gruden and the Bucks. Um, and I'm going to go back and just read the records for uh, that team since Dennis Allen took over from Hugh Jackson's single year when Hugh Jackson was the remember when remember when Hugh Jackson was the GM and the head coach and he traded for Carson Palmer uh, traded two first for Carson Palmer despite because oh, like, Mark Davis died um, Dennis Allen coached for two years four wins four wins uh, Tony Sperano took over halfway they won three combined Jack Del Rio hired the next year seven wins 12 wins in that crazy season where um, they went 12 and four not that anybody could have predicted that before the season that exactly 12 and four no one could have predicted that I'm sure at like a CBS company family dinner um, Del Rio wins six games gets fired for Gruden like the day the, at the podium Gruden wins four seven eight and then Gruden has to resign midseason for inappropriate conduct. He and Rich Passaccia takes over. They win 10 games combined and lose the wild card. They had a negative 65-point differential that year. Like, they were the biggest luck box in the in football in 2021. Make the playoffs, lose the wild card to the Bengals after after mounting a crazy comeback. And then they go 6-11 and with McDaniels last year, and they're 3-5 and five this year. It's like, I, I guess my other thing here is, yeah, McDaniels has been bad. But this isn't that far outside of the norm for Raiders football. Like the 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 whole issue, really, to me, is not that they are like extremely poorly coached, and they put they were, um, or that they were putting like together a bad roster, and they did. It's that like what I mean, and maybe maybe Mark Davis, maybe Mark Davis is smart to just pull the trigger now and just get the rip the band aid and move on. But I mean, would you be interested in the Raiders job? Me personally, no, I would not want that job. Oh, yeah, like, would you leave? Would you leave your job podcasting with me and Breach? No, no, for no amount of money. I did say during the course of that beatdown on Sunday night uh, against our Monday night against the Lions, Jimmy Garoppolo makes twenty five million dollars a year. Midway through the third quarter, I had this thought that I said out loud: He does that look like he wants to be out there taking the beating that he's taking. And the response was, "Well, he makes twenty five million dollars a year." I, th I said, "I think 
he is at the point where no amount of money is worth uh, what he has to endure on a weekly basis with just the the lack of protection and just the, the poor football. And he would probably rather be anywhere else in Vegas other than playing in that football game. And I think that's sort of the overarching point. Go watch Devontae Adams give a press conference. You tell me if he looks like he's having fun. So I'm sure that Mark Davis weighed all that stuff and that came helped him uh, decide to come to the ultimate conclusion after <laughs> a few weeks of fans yelling in his face. But I don't know that this job is necessarily – and Breach, you seem to have a good memory about this. Are there guys who turned down interviewing for this job in previous five, six, seven years that because of that? That well, both times with the Raiders, you had Mark Davis who was just zeroed in on the person he was going to hire, John Gruden first, and then Josh McDaniels. And so I don't think he really gave serious consideration. Maybe to... you should hire a search firm. Maybe that's what he should do. Well, the thing is, and the other the other part about this firing is that it really felt like you guys mentioned how Devontae Adams felt after the Monday game. It felt like the team was ready to mutiny if something <laughs> didn't happen. I mean, Josh yeah. Jacobs was out there saying, uh, yeah, I don't get paid to make the coaching decisions when he was asked how you fix the offense. And and, and it just feels like all of this piled up. And, and why does Ziggler get thrown in? I feel like that's because uh, McDaniels and Ziggler decided, hey, we're going to turn this place into Patriots West. And if you see what's happening Patriots East right now, that place is burning down. Now Patriots yeah. West is burning down. You bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers, Brian Hoyer. I, I mean, you have all of these former Patriots on the team who probably are thinking, yeah, well, we're not going to be here next year because uh, our two guys just left. So it, it's just been a total disaster. And we didn't even talk about the fact that this that, that Ziggler gave Derek Carr an extension. And then, boom, you get rid of him. Darren Waller, an extension, boom, and then you trade him away. And, it, you know, the Chandler Jones thing was a huge signing when it happened. He played one good season, but that thing's been a nightmare for the uh, did, what, He wasn't even good. He was bad. He was he played one full season and then went, got things got weird. The draft picks, to your point, Breach, are haven't been very good. I mean, Tyree Wilson, Michael Mayer, Byron Young, Trey Tucker, Jacorvian Bennett, Aiden O'Connell this year. Now that's only eight games in. But then last year, you, you didn't have um, – you know, a first round pick or a second round pick. So it's Dylan Parham, Zamir White, Neil Farrell. Um, and then you trade you trade all these picks for Devontae Adams. There's just like it, 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 it there's a lot of personnel mismanagement. Look, Mark Davis well within his rights. Just surprised he did it in the middle of the second season. Let's take a break and we come back. We will talk about what it means to have Antonio Pierce as the interim head coach and who else can be a candidate for the Raiders next. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
All right. Welcome back to the Pick Six Podcast, Emergency Podcast. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler fired by the Las Vegas Raiders. Man, I wonder if they hired Jeff Saturday next. What do you think about that? I'm not going to only think out Mark Davis. Mark Davis got a front row seat to what that looks like. So maybe he, that's the last thing in his mind. What's the thing that the that the hashtag that was trending breach when they were yelling at the smarten up, smarten up. That's what that. Mark Davis yelled to the Raiders fan when he said, that's what I yelled at my kids, smarten up. <laughs> I was looking at this, um, Paul Gutierrez article. He's like the uh, beat writer for the, for the Raiders for ESPN. And it's like, yeah, these up. I could see how an owner might get a little perturbed. We mentioned some of them, but it's like blowing the largest lead in franchise history and losing the Arizona Cardinals in week two. Oh, I forgot year. that one. That was a 20 yeah. nothing. Yep. <laughs> up 20 to nothing. Falling to the Colts, who died <laughs> Saturday's only win in eight games last year. Squandering a double digit lead to the Baker Mayfield, who joined the team two days prior, not five days prior, two days prior. Uh, getting shut out in New Orleans in week eight last season, where the starting offense failed across the 50 yard line and then the uh, losing to Tyson Bajant. Um, so Antonio Pierce is uh, taking over as the interim head coach. Very interesting because he was sort of the leader, the coach on the defense, if you will, of a Giants team that won the Super Bowl and his first game as interim head coach against the Giants. Um, this is a massive leap up for Antonio Pierce. Yeah, I mean, if you look at an interim job, it's like the um – I think it was the running backs coach that took over for Josh McDaniels. I have to double check, but uh, in Denver, and um, I mean, he's still like a an assistant around the league somewhere. But I don't think this is anything other than giving Mark Davis time to pick the next wrong candidate. A again, hire a search firm, Mark uh, Mark Davis, to be my advice to you. But I think it's an opportunity for Antonio Pierce to go out there and bring this team together. Maybe he can be like the locker room guy that they need. But uh, at the end of the day, this team is so dysfunctional that I don't know if bringing Bernie Lomax as Vince Lombardi for Halloween out there is going to help them figure things out. Well, and I'll say one thing because Brinson just said this is a this is a massive move up for Antonio Pierce, and that might be an understatement. This guy was literally coaching high school football six years ago, which is better than Jeff Saturday, who had been coaching it the prior week before he got hired. Uh, and then after that, he was at Arizona State for four years before uh, getting his first NFL assistant coaching job last season with the Raiders. So he has literally been an NFL assistant coach for less than one and a half seasons before now being the interim coach. But I will say Mark Davis better pay close attention to what's happening with Antonio Pierce because if he goes off on a run and this team does well, hey, maybe hire that and give him the full-time job, which you did not do with Rich Passaccia after he cleaned up that whole mess, led the team to the playoffs, and you still didn't hire him. So I think this is a great auditioning chance for Antonio Pierce, and I think Davis will actually take these results seriously if the Raiders somehow do well. Why do you say that? Because of it blew up in his face with yeah. Passaccia. I, I think he's at least regrets that a little bit. And does if Pierce goes, I was gonna say, yes, does he I regret do. making well, does he regret like making an empty bit? He doesn't seem like a guy who has a lot of regret in life. I mean, he I, eats. I think he I think he definitely time. regrets not hiring Rich Passaccia and hiring Josh McDaniels instead. Like I think, well, what about, I think, I think clearly he regrets further that. before that. I mean, he made Jack Del Rio give the press conference announcing to, you know, essentially that I'm gonna be fired for John Gruden and Brinson just read the records. He took that team to 12 wins one year. Like Rick, Jack Del Rio wasn't the problem. It's just that John Gruden became available. And I think the question is this. Like, if you get a phone call from Mark Davis and you're a, a coach, it may not be in your best interest to answer it because it means some very bad things are going to be in your future football-related. Um, Jim Harbaugh. Well, if things are already bad in his future. So, I don't. I mean, this present, I don't think it gets worse than his future. Well, I'm saying, like, Jim Harbaugh – 
Now, he might be like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this at Michigan. You know, I've, he gets his team back to the playoffs again this year or, or close. Uh, back to the playoffs seems pretty likely. Um, yeah, we can't, don't have to get into the machinations of all the Ohio State versus Michigan stuff and how that plays out in the playoff stuff, but both can make it, obviously. And if he gets back to the playoffs, even if he falls short of a title, no one's going to begrudge you for taking Michigan to, like, what, three straight playoffs? And like having the best run, beating Ohio State a bunch, and then saying, I don't want to deal with the NCAA because they won't let me advance scout. I'm leaving. And you take the job in Las Vegas. I think both the Chargers job, if it opens up, and the, and the Raiders job would be interesting for, uh, for Harbaugh. Uh, just because he, it, well, you know, and that's the flip side of Mark Davis, you know, where he says, I don't want Rich Passaccia, is that the guy loves to make a splash higher. We saw it with Gruden, yeah. we saw it with Josh McDaniels. And if he wants Jim Harbaugh, he'll go out and do it. And the thing about Harbaugh, though, is that remember, if he if they do get punished, and just the way all that evidence points seems like uh, <laughs> you think you he's know, guilty, he could have a punishment coming his way. And you know, NFL media had reported last week that if Harbaugh gets hit with an NCAA suspension, he's likely going to have to serve it in the NFL. So he suspended say eight games. He's going to have to sit out the first eight games of his tenure with that, the Raiders. Is that true? That's what NFL media reported. I'll take the the right arm of the league. I'll trust him. That is what wild. about this, though? What, what about the concern that John Harbaugh, excuse me, Jim Harbaugh, isn't known to stay in a place very long? So now you get him in LA, uh, Vegas, wherever they are, and they have some success, and then you know he's going to be out the door going to San Diego State or whatever, you know, three or four years down the road. I don't think that is a big deal in Las Vegas because what happened in San Francisco, you know, I had a front row seat to that. Living there sure, was that Harbaugh is butting heads with the front office. Yep, with the general manager. And you have an owner in Jed York who was mostly siding with the general manager. So Harbaugh couldn't get what he wants. Well, guess what? In Vegas, Harbaugh will have a direct line to Mark Davis. They'll probably be best buddies. So that's not going to be an issue. So yeah. I think that if there is one place where Harbaugh would work, it's going to be where he has a direct relationship with the owner. And not that he would go to Dallas, but a situation like a Jerry Jones, a Mark Davis, where you have an owner who has no problem with a vocal head coach like that. Well, well, Gruden wasn't going to go anywhere either until those emails leaked out from the Washington from the was it the Washington Post that published them. Um, right. And and yeah, like Harbaugh. Remember, the Jaguars drafted Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson basically because Trip Balky and Jim Harbaugh hate each other, and Aiden Hutchinson has tiny little dino arms. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think I think he he's a name that always is going to get thrown out. It would make sense, and he'll at the very least he'll use the opportunity for leverage. Um, do you think that because of Mark Davis's sort of uh, frugal, general frugal behavior, I assume now he's like off the hook on the group, uh, paying Gruden any money, that he would uh, be more likely to sort of not make a splashy hire knowing that Josh McDaniels, I mean, he's going to be paying Josh McDaniels for the next four years. I don't know if he's frugal. He paid John Gruden a lot of money. I don't know what Josh McDaniels' contract was, but I would imagine it's probably top 15-ish. Either way, I think the bigger issue for me, and Brees sort of touched on this, I don't think you need to splash higher. I think you need to figure out what works best for making your organization better. And that, to me, step one is taking yourself out of the hiring process and then going to find someone because the league is littered with guys who aren't, quote-unquote, splash hires. Mike McDaniel isn't a splash hire, but it turns out he's pretty good at this job. Um, you know, Brandon Staley year one, but I can't sort of stand on that anymore. But there are guys around the league where you can, you can point to – I don't know if Dan Campbell was a splash hire. He didn't come from a, a ton of uh, success when he was in Miami. I think that's the route you want to go down. I, I think we're sort of, we've worn out the path of, oh, this guy was great in 1994. Let's see what he, he can do now. I think you you find like a Ben Johnson's a guy that whose name comes up a lot, the office coordinator in, um, yep. in Detroit. And again, two other names that I should have thought of earlier. 
Shane Steichen is doing well. Jonathan Gannon is doing a lot with very little in Arizona, and that's actually breach a defensive side of the ball guy. I know we're in a pro offensive hiring cycle, but I think any defensive guys that you might be interested in? Lou yeah. Anarumo? Brenton, I was trying to make you not say it. Yeah, I know you were because he. I think Lou. Look, I mean, people. I don't know. People are like, don't want to hire Vikings defensive coordinators. Like Mike Zimmer had to be there for like twenty five years before he got a job. Uh, Lou Anarumo. Bengals. Bengals defensive coordinators. Yeah, he's a what, what, what I say. Vikings. Vikings. He was Vikings. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, obviously yeah, meant, your yeah, Zimmer obviously. Vikings brain line. Yeah, yeah. Obviously meant Bengals, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, like like Blue Raider Rumor would. I mean, I would take a hard look at him. Ben Johnson, who Wilson mentioned, um, I think you need to 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 take a look at. I think Rich Bisacci is going to get a, a a peak too, uh, and, and maybe he has to. Mark Davis has to say like, I'm sorry, I didn't you know give you the job, blah 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 blah. But I mean, uh, you know, I think I think all of those guys will uh will will get a look, and then wouldn't be shocked at all if they try to go peek at the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree and just see who's you know who's sitting around who's sitting around under the desk and um. You might want to, or sit around by the desk. You might want to grab from the Kyle Shanahan tree, or somebody that Mike McDaniel brought over. I mean, maybe the Bobby Slowick, you know, first year obviously with Texans as the offensive coordinator, but somebody from that tree that could that could make a lot of sense. Any other? Well, kind of on that that thought process, Brenton. Uh, somebody that Mike McDaniel brought over. How about Mike McDaniel's offensive coordinator, Frank Smith? Where do you go to college? Who went to Miami of Ohio? He would be a great hire. We know how Miami of Ohio guys do in the NFL with uh, Sean McVay, Super Bowl champion Sean McVay, and Super Bowl champion John Harbaugh, both former Miami mm. grads. Great mm. track record. Cradle uh, of coaches. Cradle of coaches. So that would be an interesting name. Uh, and then you had Wilson mention the defensive side of the ball. Um, Dan Quinn, I think, you know, people always sniffing yeah, around Dan him. And, and that might be something he might be interested in. And maybe this is the job where Eric Bieniemy finally gets hired. I think that he has it, – it's not his fault that Sam Howell is getting crushed. Uh, and it's, well, mean, it's not, not his fault. I mean, it's not, I mean, the what's offense, his, what's his title again? The offense kind of, wore, well, I mean, if Sam Howell's holding onto the ball forever, that's, you know, he's certainly able, coordinating he some of it. He's coordinating a little bit. I would not pin all of the blame on the enemy for Sam Howell taking an insane amount of sacks and real quick on the coaching payout. Uh, Mark Davis, the Raiders reached a settlement with Gruden in, October 2021. So he's not paying Gruden anymore, even though that was a 10-year contract. And then ESPN says Josh McDaniels had a six-year contract. So he's got whatever, four and a half years of paying Josh McDaniels on top of whatever this new coaching staff is going to cost. So maybe going oh. cheap, getting a Frank Smith or a Ben Johnson, somebody who's never been a head coach, is going to be a lot less than hiring somebody like Jim Harbaugh. Yes, will be a lot cheaper to go that route. All right. That'll do it for us. The Josh McDaniels Fired Emergency Podcast. John Breach, Brian Wilson, Will Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, later this afternoon with a uh, Brady Quinn and Lazy Reducible uh, podcast. I'm sure we will talk more about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Thursday show, of course, the pick show. And then these three knuckleheads will be back in your feed on Sunday night following the week nine games. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. See you guys.